Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, welcome to Man Baggage. I'm Russell Kane. This is the area where we get boys, men, whatever you want to call them, Boys is the conclusion most week, and force them to talk about the things we wished men would talk about. This is why, if you dig into the demographics and insights for the uh, ratings that we're racing up the charts with, surprising 60% female listenership. I set out to make a discussion space for men, for blokes, to talk about things that might confuse them or confound them, but wrapped in banter. Anyone who's hung around on a lad's WhatsApp group will know it's something pornographic, someone being killed in a video, checking in with Dave's okay, something pornographic, someone being killed. That's the rhythm of a WhatsApp group. Uh, forklift accident in China, goat being wanked off. I wonder if Dave's all right, he split up with his wife. And that is the pattern. So I wanted to replicate that, but of course what I've accidentally done is provide a window for nosy yell to look in and work out how men's brains work. So we are, intentionally gender binary on this show because it's all I've got to work with at time of recording. I'm ruling nothing out for, uh, for the future, but at the moment I'm stuck in the world of girls be like, men be like. We do have plenty of non-binary episodes coming up, things like that, so look out for those. Um, but sometimes we'll trade in stereotypes just to fire the debate. Try not to get triggered like a Las Vegas rifle shop. Uh, we're using humor to jump off. Maybe we'll learn something. Maybe you'll learn something about yourself. And this week it's all about letting go how men and women let go of various things. We're going to cover lots of areas and what guests I have. I am buzzing like Lindsay's pandemic toy drawer on its fifth battery. And she's now having to use a diesel battery to power her latest toy, which is Tracy's dog. If any girls have not bought one of these yet, it's fucking, I've never seen a toy like it. It has a suction motion and apparently you do black out and pass out like, you know, one of those sheep that lose consciousness in a field. That's what happens when you use it. So I'd recommend it, girls, if you're listening. Anyway, joining me, Poppy J, journalists, podcaster and girl at time of recording. Poppy, welcome. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Well, why am I welcoming you? It's your show. Hi. Sorry. No, well, it's natural because I'm, I'm in your lounge because... At, because again, we're recording this in May 2021, where because someone ate a pangolin marinara in China a year ago, we're still stuck in our houses like agoraphobic twats. <laughs> uh, Paul Chowdhury, I cannot believe it. I've got one of my favourite comedians on, and I never use that line, listen back. And the reason I say that is most comics never, ever go to watch other comics, not because we think we're better than everyone else or insecure. Some of them do. It's just because it's like Gordon Ramsay going to a restaurant. Gordon Ramsay eats beans on toast because he's fucking sick of cooking, right? I don't watch comedy because I want to watch drama or read books so I can get out of my world. But 
I do go and watch Paul Jowdry, even though he turned the lights up and humiliated me in front of the audience at the Manchester Apollo. And I was like a little girl and couldn't respond. Uh, I do buy his Prime special and force my crusty elders to watch it. Why are you watching this geezer for? Put Dave back on. No, you're going to watch Paul Chowdhury and learn something, Uncle Darren. So, a genuine fan, Paul, and an honour to have you here. Welcome. Russell, I've known you for a long time now since you started in the game. Since people yeah. said you were a Lee Evans impersonator. Um, <laughs> I know. And you've come a long way, Russell, and I wanted to see you on this journey. I met you at the beginning of your career. And it's good to see you at the end. <laughs> you bastard. And I, I knew you BB before beards were monetized and you grew one. Yeah. I remember when beards started paying. Man, that grew down your chin quick. Yeah, that... When are you going to grow a beard, Russell? <laughs> I can't. It doesn't join up. Sort of point. <laughs> I was a Sikh, but I was sacked. So we're going to talk about letting go. I, I always start in the same place. Sometimes it's not a gendered argument. But today, I mean, I always test this on my WhatsApp group. I float it out to the aunties on the family group. I speak to my mates. I speak to my producer. And there is a genuine feeling that in the personal space, let's start in relationships, arguments with couples splitting up, girls find it harder to let go than men. Just start an argument with uh, your wife or your girlfriend and she will pull paper files from before a digital memory. Do you remember in 2003 when I grazed my knee and you didn't take, have sympathy? I mean, shit will come out. Whereas I personally of the school is, do you know what? I can't be asked. I will even say Lindsay is right when she isn't for an easy life. I'm not bothered about being right. I'm bothered about a quiet life. Poppy, agree or disagree? Oh, God. I, I would have to say um, that I agree with you. Yeah, I think um, my ex-husband used to pick out a file from back in 2006 and be like, that one time <laughs> at 1947 when you came home at this time and you said this, I was like, well, fuck's sake. Um, but generally, when I'm arguing with my partner or having a little, um, little discussion, heated discussion, I usually... I tend to not because I want to resolve it there and then, right? And I don't want it, I don't want him to be mad. I don't want I, I don't want us to be upset with each other. So I I tend to I, I tend to sort of think about it. I think things linger in our minds a bit. So we we're already starting, Paul, with the argument that perhaps girls do find it slightly harder to let go. I mean, in an I was told when I got married, my father-in-law said, so "I'll give you one bit of advice: never go to sleep on an argument; always resolve it." But what I've learned is much easier to go to sleep on an argument, let it dissipate slowly. No need for an argument at bedtime. The next day, by 10 o'clock, everyone's forgotten. Job done. Let it go. Paul? I think women um, don't hold on to things as much as they used to because women are kind of like men now. You know when girls say, well, if geezers can do it, why can't we do it? You know what I mean? We, if, if he can do whatever he wants to, we should be able to do it as well. But why are you taking, adv why are you taking life advice from the shithead men? Why not the good men? The good men like me and Russell. <laughs> Not the shithead men who are going out there shagging 25 women on a mm. weekend. That cut, you do cut the limb off. It's like snake. That women love a snake bite breakup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. Women are good at, women are good at, we split up, please leave my house. Exactly. I've cried on a shoe before when I split up with a girl when I was 19. I'll never forget the image of my own snot landing on this girl's shoe. So I was like, please, I love you. Like she goes full Terminator 2. Like, because when women cut you off, door. you're dead to them. But then if you then say, all right, mm. we're done, then they're like, well, how come? Hang on a second. I thought, so it's a tough one, isn't it? Because how many times you break up before you've actually broken up? No one breaks up once and you're done. There's about 
There's about five times you break up before it breaks up. It's, you know, men, men definitely, if a woman does do what we call the snake bite breakup, get bitten by the snake, hack the arm off. Yes, you've lost your arm, but ultimately the poison's out. Uh, men are not as good as that. I, you know, I've definitely turned up in a back garden stealing washing a good few months later, and you know, I'm still under caution for that. Um, but but- when a man breaks up with a woman, he's not broken up with a woman, though, is he? No, not really. But when the, it, you have the mini breakup, then you have five successive mini breakups, a, a quick bang, and then you're talking about a clean break nine months down the line kind of thing. So we've a, we've a st- agreement has broken out on a man baggage. But I find, and again, I've tested this very, very local survey to my friends, it inverts in the workplace. In the workplace, men never let go of anything. I've got this pitch. I've got this idea. I'm going to start this business. I'm going to go to four places. I'm never going to give up. Whereas because of totally toxic patriarchal reasons, in the workplace, women seem a little bit more inclined to get shot down because it's a sexist environment and maybe not doggedly push through an idea in a brain. I mean, this has been studied. I'm not giving away any controversial opinions here. It's just a statistical fact that it's a more patriarchal environment, therefore harder to push around. I I hate to agree with you, Russell, but I think there is an element of truth in that. So I work in documentaries, and honest to God, when a guy can't get his fucking idea over the line, you'll fucking know about it by 3 p.m. You still have, you know, you're like, why aren't you over this? I got over it literally five hours ago, and you're still guessing about it. So... I think there might be an element of truth in that. But I think there's a level playing field now. So I think women equally, because we feel emboldened now, and rightly so, if if we haven't got something across the line or we feel hard done by, we'd probably still be quite vocal about it and we probably still wouldn't let it go. Do you know what I mean? Uh, well, a geezer's like, have a listen to this, have a listen to this, have a listen... Uh, let Poppy have a... No, have a listen to this, have a listen to this, have a listen to this. So that might be the reason, Russell, I think men are a lot more forceful in getting their ideas across and women would just wait for their turn almost in a meeting also we're embarrassed we're like you know you sort of you you say once or twice you kind of do this shameless uh, plug and then if people don't want to listen or watch your shit you're like oh, okay cool yeah let's move on have a listen to this <laughs> but i admire men for i admire men for doing that because look where they are now because they kept saying have a listen to this have a listen to this if we fucking did that we'd be like you know we'd be equal Hang on a second, Pop. You're doing better than I am. Is there is there a benefit in not letting go sometimes? Then even because so many people I know that are super successful are like quite annoying, ruthless people. Not in comedy because comedy is like funny. <laughs> funny's funny, isn't it? You're fucked. You're fucked if you're not funny. But I'm talking in the business world. Really ruthless, dogged, annoying, not let go people. Ultimately, it does pay. Yeah, I mean, it does really, doesn't it? But I suppose it depends on what you, what are you ruthless about? It really depends on the idea. No, not letting go, never giving up. You see it all the time, don't you, with these success stories? You know, I was even just before we started recording, we were talking about um, what books we've read because I've got books in my background and Poppy mentioned um, uh, Harry Potter. Well, we know, she was rejected by virtually everyone and then picked up by Bloomsbury who do like posh literary uh, poetry and paperbacks and published. So there's a lesson from J.K. Rowling in not letting go. Well, yeah, you're like the um, you, you're like the comedy version of Jeff Bezos with his bookshop. I've got a couple of books in the background, and next year you'll be writing encyclopedias, mate. You're you're the yeah, most. Lindsay will take half my fortune. I'm not going to comment. Lindsay's a good <laughs> friend of mine as well, Russell. So I can't be derogatory towards your wife. <laughs> what did you say about me, Paul, on the podcast? <laughs> uh, Shouldn't have said that. I, I used to think you were funny. <laughs> oh my god, that accent alone has caused you more issues 
in saying she does Beckham. Placing her closer to Halifax than Manchester has cost you, cost you dearly. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, so at what point does not letting go become toxic? Have you had any examples, if you're being to be honest enough, where you've gone a bit like stalker mental when you split up with something? I know, I know I did when I, my younger relationships, the first two definitely, the ones aged 16 to 19 and then 19 to 21, I really struggled, like, sobbing under the duvet, thinking I can't survive, never want, couldn't think about being with anyone else, holding on to that love till it started to chew me up. I lost weight, I was taking substances I shouldn't and eventually I came through it. It was dodgy mm, well, that's interesting because 16 to 19 and then 19 to 21 you had this succession of relationships which obviously some failed i don't know about poppy being bengali but me being indian and strict indian i didn't have girlfriends from 16 to 19 and then no. <laughs> what did you have a levels exactly <laughs> uh, so what we would have loved heartache from 16 to 19 <laughs> all we got was can't have girlfriend bastard no fucking girl, fucking study Ben John. <laughs> study. That's exactly what we got. We would have loved to have been crying under a fucking so, duvet. Um, look at Russell shagging everybody. <laughs> look at him. Dirty bastard. You want to be like him? Yeah, I want to be like Russell. I'm at, I, I did get eventually get my A grade, but it was at 22. <laughs> and I got a decent degree at 25. And, but, and you, you know, got loads of women. I hadn't got you lucky like bastard. Paul You're a bit a like lucky bastard. Paul's forearms. The irony was Paul couldn't fill out his exam papers because his <laughs> arms were so built up from masturbating. 
look at I'm a, I'm a body. I was Mr. Universe. I was Mr. Universe from 16 to 19. So I would rather have been Russell Shaggy. You've, you've cleverly dodged the question, but you can be whatever age you like. You could be 25. Have you ever had that kind of toxic can't let go? Maybe it's not love. Maybe it's another example you can think of. Or are you someone that's good at parking, putting stuff in a box is the phrase people use and then dropping it off a cliff? What can't you let go of? Is what you're saying. Yeah. Or do you know, have you got any friends where it's messed their lives well, up? I've definitely got friends who have split up from uh, marriages or relationships and it's still co- causing them issues a long time afterwards. How's that then? Because of the kids? No, just so, if some people fall in love like pigeons or Catholics, as Woody Allen would say, and once they've, <laughs> bo- once they've bonded, they can't unbond. They just can't. Have you had that with women who'd never let you go? I know you're a married man now. No, I've had it, as I said, I've had it the other way around twice, crying, begging on a shoe. How long for, before it becomes a stalkery issue? I didn't stalk, I just uh, sort of stayed in, thought my life was was over, couldn't envisage being with any other woman, couldn't get aroused, attracted to, literally like that part of my brain had been shut down. Um, Skepta walked in and did it for me personally. So you you broke up and then... Then you were depressed, or yes, it was during, and that went on for so after when I was 18, 19, that went on for nearly a year. And then while I was just sort of in the same year chronologically, but it was almost 11 months of that. And then I met the next girl in the same pattern again, and that was mixed with possessiveness as well, which I don't have anymore. The two often come, you've got wife and kids now, though, so it's different, isn't it? Yeah, but there was lots of relationships in between that that were perfectly normal get together three years, split up. Oh, well, didn't work out, but I definitely had two where I struggled to let go at the end. Never had anything like that. I'd say I don't know about Poppy, but, you know, like we haven't had those early relationships which led to this settling down period. I think the not having the early relationships potentially ruined my later maturity within relationships. Absolutely. I see in every brown person. Fun fact, I've only had one boyfriend my whole life. So I had an ex-husband and then I had a boyfriend and I'm still with this partner. And we were very proud of your husband. You know, the fact that we were very proud that you had this ex-husband. I know it was her first, your first boyfriend. It became, yeah, yeah. It was an was. arranged marriage. And that's what you should have done, bastard. Why are you fucking... So this whole thing that you talk about stalking, I can totally imagine, Russell, if I had your dating life, I can imagine do, going through all the kind of seven stages of grief or whatever the fuck that you'd... I, I, I would have done all of it. But stalking is par for the course. I mean, everyone does it now. But- what about moving it moving it into a grudge? Because a grudge is a form of holding ill will. If you fall out with someone, if it's a work relationship, maybe it's someone you've worked with, maybe, maybe it's a... Maybe no, I don't hold grudges. I'll call them a cunt to their face. We'll sort it out. And then <laughs> we, we go our separate ways. I have zero time for grudges. You need to understand something. I'm Asian, okay? The, the fucking chorus of aunties. Every auntie I have has a grudge with me about something that I've done or said. So I cannot function with like I don't understand my Islamic teacher once said to me <laughs> in Bengali obviously um she said she had a grudge against me which is so odd because I was her fucking star pupil right so I was reading the Quran if you were in the Quran stage you were basically upgraded to her bedroom with all the other kids and when she was trying to get new customers <laughs> new new students she'd come to me and I'd recite, I'd read the Quran. So I was her star pupil. But I think she saw me as a daughter. Anyway, this is another conversation for another time. But she had a grudge. I can't keep up. What so- was the grudge? What did you mi- mispronounce a verse or something? Well, I think, if I'm going to get really deep here, but I think, um, I think I was the daughter she never had. What? 
So she grudged. She was. Well, I don't know. She just. She had this sort of weird jealous love hatred thing towards me. It was, and I was a very young kid. It was very. Uh, it was very odd. You know, it's very odd to experience that as a nine, eight. You know, five. I think I went to her when I was five years old. Certainly in, in sort of pre-teens. Um, but she had a grudge. I mean, everyone has a grudge against me. Everyone Brown has a grudge against me, and not just me. It's not an isolated thing. It's like it's just how it's how we roll. So in my personal and professional life, I don't hold grudges at all. Like if I have a problem with you, if there's beef, we'll talk about it, and then I move on. Obviously, uh, yeah, I've had a similar experience making fun of Essex. Everyone Orange has a grudge against me. Uh, Paul, what are you like? Someone you fall out with someone, um, they piss you off. It could be work. It could be it could be a relationship. It could be something professional. Whatever it is, how good are you about? I I've got Mediterranean temper, so I'm like angry for a day. I'm like I can't be asked. Even if the person's done something quite serious, I'm just like eh. I don't even call them a cunt to the face. I just sort of go there. Eh. Yeah. So Paul. Do you hold grudges or are you like, can't be bothered, let it go? I think now it's the time when your life where you've got to let it go when you get older. When you're younger, yeah, bruv, that guy said something to me, isn't it? You know, when you're a kid, you know, like, people hold those grudges forever. And when you get older, you think it's actually quite bad for your health to hold on to these grudges. It does you more damage than it does yeah, them. Yeah, totally. Do you think forgiveness is necessarily built in or can you just let go and sort of, erase oh, I don't have to forgive someone I can just not think about it without doing the whole kind of and I forgive you as well just like Jesus forgave his followers I'm like fuck that I don't forgive you you're just like removed from my motherboard yeah they, there's the two sides to that there's either forgive them or just remove them from the motherboard but like people have traumatic things happen to them and really bad you know violence and, and you have to say you have to forgive them and tell them you've seen people go to prisons for murders of their family members, and, and they say, "I forgive him," and that's a tough thing to do. But apparently, that's that's the pinnacle of strength. In that, in that, that's a powerful example. But you know, like, let's take it down a few pegs. Your 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 boyfriend or your girlfriend does something. I think sometimes it's a bit of game playing when you're doing. I totally forgive you. Like it's a bit of a passive aggressive. Well, like if you've been cheated on or something. No, it's not something that serious. But if you have a big row, well, I might say to Lindsay, do you know what? It's totally cool. I forgive you. I feel no anger. She's like, oh, fuck off. I feel a bit of anger. We're trying to have an argument here. Mm. What you, do? you know, it's a kind of like you're doing like a, a Buddha move, like on one leg going, you cannot enter my brain or bother me. I forgive and let if go. If someone said to me in a relationship, I forgive you, I'd be like, forgive me for what? Like, I don't know. I find it quite condescending. Leaving, leaving a bra on the stairs? No. N not stacking the dishwasher? Really, that's really patronising. It's really condescending. I don't, yeah, I'm not, I'm not about that kind of chat. Like what you can't you shouldn't be forgiven for leaving your bra on the stairs well i mean hang on i can't bear a bra on the stairs okay but but, but so but so it, you would tell your wife it's like, I it's like Lindsay you. melted it's like Lindsay melted on the way upstairs and there's just parts of her like olaf the snowman dissolved on the way to bed what if there's nothing to be forgiven like what if there's nothing i mean if if that was me i'd be like you don't need to forgive me because i haven't done anything wrong as i will already have so oh. no no and then run off well the fact that your woman um, your wife is uh, has items of underwear around the house underwear is very different is it bra or underwear let's get it right first isn't bra wait a minute bra is not an overwear what are you wearing bra over your dress poppy this is controversial <laughs> no but no well, well i can't hang on are it's you a semantics. superhero oh it's the semantics <laughs> are you you said underwear underwear i'm just thinking of the literal like Hold underwear a second. Like this knickers. is this is a twitter poll <laughs> oh, i'm sorry bra is, bra is definitely underwear no no Absolutely so, not. Well, it's over or under. No, 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 no. You're, you're just, it's 
it's not over or under, you have bra and then you've got knickers, okay? So they're like undergarments, they fall under the undergarment category. But if I was to come to your house and I saw your wife's bra <laughs> oh, on the it. banister, I'd be like, oh, cool. If I saw her knickers on the banister, I'd be like, oh, cool. Well, I'm so loving this story. So there is a difference. And then there what, is a difference. what happens next? Maybe you was... <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry, that story got cotted well, up quite quickly. You know, the underwear, the bra, even the bra, you could think, oh, what's happening here? You probably got, you probably did a, a tits, you know, what do you call it? <laughs> In the between, <laughs> a motorboat. You pre- I, I'd say Russell's. I don't a know how we've. Uh, I don't know how we've got anyway, from sorry. banister to motorboat. That was. I'm mean, sorry. We took. We took. Uh, we took <laughs> mushrooms there and lost it. So, um, <laughs> do let's talk about friends then. When we argue with friends, do we do we find it easier to let go of friendships? I've noticed. I don't know if it's just being with that powerful northern woman. <clears throat> Lindsay's quite can quite easily use. You know what? That person wasn't adding anything to my life. Toxic influence out of my life don't need it anymore and I'll be like yeah but I'm still friends with Darren he's a bit of a knob but you know once in a blue moon he's quite funny like in Falaraki and we'll just keep that friendship going for no reason do you think poppy girls are better at going you know she's a bit she's toxic influence in my life gone deleted or no no we're just as bad as you guys we're, we're like keep the Falaraki for the Falaraki vibes do you know what I mean we, we, don't, we don't say we don't call it soon and I think we're too forgiving in with our female friendships and male friendships we keep them longer when we really need to just um three strikes and, and you're out kind of rule. Uh, we need to, I don't know if my sister would want me to say this actually, but she, yesterday or the day before, one of her friends slid into my DMs and said, what's going on? Your, your sister's blocked me from everything. And I was like, what the fuck? So I messaged her and I was like, what's going on? And she was, and she was really upset. She, you know, they've been friends for a decade and he just wasn't making an effort with her. And she's not one of those people, she doesn't block people. This probably, He's probably the first person she's ever blocked in, in, in her whole life. But, she was just like, I always made the effort with him and he just didn't fucking give a shit. So now I'm, I'm cutting him out of my life. And actually, I should have done it months and months ago. And that was, that was difficult. I sometimes feel like when you break up with a friend, it's harder than a partner. I mean, it's not, I mean, they're not the same. It's not the same, but it's, it's difficult. It's hard. Paul, what are you like with friendships? Yeah, I've never really broken. You, you just tend to stop talking to that person for a while. That's a man, that's a man way of doing yeah, it, it's like, I think. Yeah, you do the phase out. You do the yeah, phase out. Yeah, and they're kind of always there, but never there. And but women are so much better at keeping in touch with each other. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I speak to my partner. I'm like, oh, have you met this friend? I'm his, I'm, I'm his like a shit PA. I'm like, oh, what about this friend? What about that friend? Um, whereas, <laughs> whereas I'm like, oh, why don't you get them over? You know. But I always make an effort to get the girls around, the boys around. I'll see them. We're just much better with our iCals. Whereas I think boys are genuinely quite shit. They're just useless. But also when it comes to arguments amongst friendships, Paul, like say say like me and you with our group of friends and Dave, I'm sorry, I can't stop saying Dave because you always say, Dave, Dave's coming over <laughs> and, and there's a bit of stuff that's happened and I'm like, do you know what, Paul, let's just let's have a nice night at the pub and you'll be like, yeah, I won't mention it. It's highly unlikely you would mention it. Whereas mm-hmm. nearly every female knows, you're like, do you know what? Yes, I'm pissed off with Jackie. I'm not going to say anything. It's not worth the trouble. As Jackie's face comes in through the door, you pissed me off the other day, you bitch. Like not, mm-hmm. maybe 10 minutes to an hour before it, leak, it leaks out. Cannot let go of the, the grudge, the, the annoyance, should I say. What about you, Paul? And the, yeah, they want to get it out, whereas we'll just like, we'll keep it a secret. And sometimes it's nice having secrets. Geese, men like to have secrets. Women don't like to have secrets as much. They don't like holding on. We love them. Yeah, I love holding on to yeah. a secret. Russ, cut. Guess what? Guess what? Sharon did. <laughs> yeah, don't tell. Don't tell anyone. So everyone will know, and everyone knows that we know they know, but we still think it's a secret. <laughs> Whereas that's why women like to put it on the table. 
No, yeah, but I, I thought this, that had happened. I find this so fascinating about male and female friendships because I literally tell my friends fucking everything. Like everything down to like my pooing schedule. They know my <laughs> diary. They know, they know fucking everything. And uh, another male friend said, you guys, you're the traitors. Because, you know, my, my friends know about my sex life. You know, they know, they know everything. Well, I know about your sex life because I watched you listen to your well, podcast. Well, you listened to the podcast, didn't you? Well, to be <laughs> fair, other than the sex life, which everyone knows about, um, we divulge everything to each other. Whereas men, I sort of respect them because they, they I don't want to say they hold things close to you, but they, they, they sort of, they wouldn't tell their best mate, oh, you, you never believe what Poppy did in the bedroom last night, whereas we would. And I, and I think sometimes, I'm not saying it cheapens our friendship, but for us, it feels like it's fair game. Whereas men, I think, they have a bit more respect for their partners. And it's just something you wouldn't really talk well, about with your mates. Well, you're right and you're, and you're wrong. I think when it's new, men have less respect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's literally... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking long-term. Yeah, long-term, long yeah. yeah. I wouldn't... Go, I, yeah, yeah. I would never go to the pub, to the pub and share long-term relationship information. But yeah, yeah. On, Whereas we're like that throughout the entire TL. Like, new to long-term, we're still fucking... Blah, so, yeah. Gabbing on Whereas, on. new relationship, there was almost a PowerPoint presentation the next morning. So, Debbie, talk, oh, talk us through. <laughs> Slide one. Yeah. I remember. I remember the routine. Yeah, that that was the routine you did, Russell, back when you got to you met your current partner, a wife, at a gig, and that, and then you contacted. Them, I know, we met on Twitter, or you put yeah. a thing out. You put a post out. You, what, didn't you say where, who was that woman? No, in the I front tweeted row? one word, Minky, oh. which is now the tweet is framed and on our wall because it was the first digital yeah. missile that went up. I didn't hashtag the gig, nothing. I just tweeted the word Minky because I'd made uh, fun of this girl in the front row using this word and then some sort of rude routine, you can imagine it. So I just fired the word phew, Minky in the air and she, she saw it. Right, we're going to take a break there and let go of Paul and Poppy because that is the end of part one. 